Hey, 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 everyone. You're listening to Civil Radio 101.7 FM on your FM dial here in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, broadcasting from the traditional unceded Stolo territories. And this is Bush League coming at you live at five here on a Friday. We got a weekend full of hockey here in Abbotsford. And we have a great guest co-host on, on with us today, uh, Tyler Anderson, TA World Tour. That's on the uh, on the social webs at uh, TA World Tour on Instagram. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, we also got our regulars here. We got Taryn on the board and Sam <clears throat> over there. And unfortunately, no Kenny. He's off to Mexico. So, uh, yeah, we got the illustrious uh, Mr. Tyler Anderson over here filling in for him. So that's great. So uh, fresh back from the Heritage Classic. Yeah, right? that was quite the event. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Oilers haven't really uh, played good other than that. So <laughs> The understatement of the century right yeah. there. Now, oh you know gosh. what, though? But we're going to dig into that. We're going to talk a lot about the different divisions. We want to talk about both Pacific divisions in the AHL and NHL today. You know what? I want to touch on that. You know me? I'm a, I'm a divisional hater of both the Flames and the Oilers. But I'm going to tell you right off the top, people don't count out the Edmonton Oilers. So we're going to talk about that more in the divisional analysis today. But, uh, yeah, let's get this kicked off. So, first of all, I want to talk about we got two games this weekend, 7 p.m. starts on both tonight and Saturday at Abbotsford Center. If you haven't already got your tickets, it might be sold out. I don't know. Last week, uh, two weeks ago, it was pretty busy. It was, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty packed. Yeah. But yeah. both even, even the Saturday, which sometimes after a loss, um, they sometimes peter out on Saturdays. But it was still packed when I went there the next day. Yeah. Did you bring your shades for tonight's game? We're playing the uh, Henderson Ugly Helmets tonight. Oh yeah, I do. I have them in my car, so I'm ready to go. I totally forgot, so I gotta like run right after this and try and get some for me and my son. <laughs> I got my son Zachary in the studio with me today. There he for is. those that uh, don't know, Zachary is the guy that brings all the cool signs with me to the games on our Instagram handle, and uh, it's his birthday today. Ninth birthday, what? turning nine. So. What a powerful age. Happy nine, birthday, nine years age. It's a powerful kid, man. We weighed him the other day, 106 pounds, nine what? years old. Wow. It's just all muscle. A bloody beast. It's, man. He's it's like, just all muscle. It's just a big salmon over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we got, uh, like I said, the games this weekend. Don't forget, folks. If you're at the games, drink responsibly. Don't be that guy, and you know, don't drink and drive. Uh, UFV campus. The Cascades got some sports action going on this weekend. Uh, men's volleyball, women's volleyball. They're both, I believe, out of town. Um, no, nope. oh no, they're hosting McEwen. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Men's yeah. men's are hosting. Uh, the basketball teams are out of town at Prince George. Oh, that's what I yeah. saw. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So check those out, folks. I mean, these are good times. I think there's some games coming on. You know, it's always good to go if you can go check out a game and then go to the Abbotsford Canucks game. Two for yeah. one. And plus, usually it's pretty much free parking over here. But they're doing some TED talk over here at the social center or at the service center. So yeah, student center, not student, service student center. union building. I'd like some of the school. students to service me. I mean, well, I can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Get canceled here pretty soon. Very uh, quick. It hasn't happened yet, you yeah. know. So, like, like we always say, you always seem to find a way to toe and touch that and and tread the line, but never cross it. It's all about never, touching that quit. line. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. So, Actually, so getting into the Heritage Classic. So, tell me, what was the experience there? I've never been to one of the one of the live games, like uh, uh, well, outdoor games. That's actually the seventh one I have participated in, and overall, like the event was great, but they didn't really like. I don't know. They weren't good with the big crowd, so it was a little tight in a few situations. We couldn't even like walk at points, so they definitely should have uh, worked on that better. But overall, it was a great event. And, the way there's one, so I think that's like their only win in the season. But <laughs> well, it's against Calgary, so yeah. don't get too excited. As, yeah. as long as they beat the Flames, I'm I'm happy, right? That might be my uh, only highlight of the year, but we'll see how it goes. Well, that's the thing. I think you have to go back to like uh, over a year ago into 2022 to find a time when the Calgary Flames beat the Edmonton Oilers. That's yeah. including preseason games. So bit of a domination going on right there not much of a rivalry if you don't win any yeah, games well, the flames haven't exactly been very good since they lost in the playoffs to the oilers so yeah they haven't been on fire you yeah. would say yeah. yeah they made that big trade with huberto and kachuk and it definitely didn't go in their favor so no no that didn't but you know it's hey sometimes you got to shoot your shot right but yeah, uh, i did i thought it was a dumb trade at the time but hey that's up. what i understand kachuk wanted out of there can you blame him but <laughs> no, exactly. Well, he found a good spot there. So, but uh, yeah, that was the ninth outdoor game for the NHL in Canada. 
Have all the games you've gone to been in Canada? Or did you go yeah, to a couple I went in the to States? only the ones in Canada. I have so you've, uh, never been to one in the States, no. So you've almost been to all of the ones in Canada. Yeah, I just missed the one in 2004 when they first originally had it. I don't know, I just wasn't big on traveling for hockey, etc. back then, whereas now I'm uh, definitely all over the place. And then the last one I missed because of the vaccine passport crap that yeah, didn't that's... work out for me. So Yeah, so that's the thing. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, you and Orly used to go to a couple of the games. Orly was my former co-host, for those that remember, the legendary Justin Orlowitz. Uh, how many of the outdoor classics did you go uh, with him? We went to the uh, 100 NHL Classic in Ottawa, and we also went to the Centennial Classic in Toronto, I believe. I okay, think those cool. are the only two I went with him to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Are the, others, are the others like a pretty fun time like yeah, the, with the were, classics? And they were pretty... Uh, pretty good those two for sure yeah fun fan base in, in edmonton right really passionate fan base and they put on like it's not like going to a canucks game where it's a bit like you have the mixture of the good canucks fans and then the limp noodles that just kind of make they just canucks, yeah. canucks fans a bad name you yeah. don't really get that in edmonton and calgary they got good fan bases and it's really well, exciting to go to those games the people in calgary aren't exactly the brightest but <laughs> <laughs> well they live in calgary so that's yeah. not really Giving it's them a much to work with. It's a special place sometimes. You know? <laughs> special. Absolutely. Yeah, special to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So the Abbotsford Canucks, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. That's our bread and butter. So we're going to talk about them a little bit. They're off to a 5-3-1 and start to the season through nine games. Uh, they had a great road tri- road start to the season with two wins in Laval. And then they dropped two to the Calgary Wranglers here at home two weeks ago. Lots of people listening would have, uh, the, all, all of the two people listening might have been at those games. And, uh, it, you know, that we had a bit of a thriller of a finish on Saturday's game. And I'm sad Kenny's not here to back me up on this because now i got to go solo and eat some crow. But yeah. uh, we left early. I don't think I've ever left no. a, a hockey game early. And I was like, well, Dustin Wolf's not going to let in three goals or whatever. And against the Wranglers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was probably one of the best finishes they've had. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I missed that. So never again, never leaving a game early no matter what. Yeah, yeah um, to add to that, I was actually at the uh, the Centennial Classic in Toronto, and I left, and it was 4-2 for Tor- Toronto at the time when I left. And then I went to a Chinese food place to get Chinese food, and then the waiter came over and said, hey, did you see the overtime goal? And I was like, oh, what? What overtime goal? <laughs> so Detroit scored two goals, tied it up, and then Austin Matthews scored an overtime to win the game, and unfortunately I missed out on all the action there. So, yeah, never leave a game early. I guess the yeah. only how, you only do that once, right? Like, yeah. I learned my lesson now. I don't think I, – like, I literally don't think I've ever left a game early. I went to, like, college hockey games, everything. I've never left a game early. I left that game early, and it was like – Yeah, the, the only times I've ever left – Specifically, like I think of BC Lions games that I left early, and it was because like the Lions or the team was getting blown out by like twenty or thirty points, yeah. and it was like the last ten seconds left. It was like, yeah, you're not getting two also, touchdowns in ten seconds, but also you know it's CFL, it's CFL football, so you know there's that. Nah, I mean, no, man, it's, man this, I'm not going to get started. <laughs> I'll advocate with the CFL any day of the week. Oh, it's so <laughs> yeah, bad. I I like the CFL myself. I don't really have. Uh, an allegiance to anybody yeah. in the NFL because of yeah. in the States and I've never had yeah. like that bond with any team there. So I, I'm just, I, I prefer the CFL, but I don't know. I'm just going to crazy. I'm <laughs> just going to say, I'm just going to say the last three major rule changes the NFL has put in to incorporate better scoring and better offensive play were all CFL rules beforehand. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and fair enough. The one less down does pr- promote more throwing, but I, I like the run game too. I like the strategic combination of the yeah. four down play. So that's my biggest beef I have with CFL. Plus I don't love that you can lose good players. We've touched on this every time. The fact that, you know, Lions lost their, their star quarterback just yeah. because he can go sit on the backup squad down in the NFL. Make, make 500 kids yeah. a yeah. year, makes, right? He's making like $3 million for sitting there on the practice roster. Is that roster. what he makes? Yeah, they make, make, the rookie contracts with the NFL are ridiculous this, that's, this year. That's disgusting. So, yeah. yeah, Casual $3 mil. Yeah. Just, just, just like yeah. nothing. Just nothing. Just lying but, in his pockets. Yeah. <laughs> He took that lion sweater off awfully quick. <laughs> it was like it was lubricated okay, so fast. Was like, Whoa, one second there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, back to hockey. Yes. So they won that. So as I said, they dropped those two in Calgary. Then they came back, won two midweek games against the Colorado Eagles. 
Um, and I was going to say anything to report on those games. Kenny kind of attended those with his daughters, so I saw watched them on the AHL TV. I know we had the Paul Colson hit during that game. For anyone that hasn't seen that, that is an, as is ugly a, a hit as you'll ever see. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I'm okay, not going to lie. That, that was, that was a rough one. Um, no, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really – I wasn't really able to attend them uh, too much in person. I was able to attend the Friday one. And I felt that dis- despite that, um, I think I don't think Nielsen played that game. I think I think he I, I didn't I haven't heard seen again I haven't sleuth done my sleuth and check to see where he is on on the injury list and that, but Vancouver I'm uh, sorry Abbotsford played I think like an Abbotsford game, um, I was kind of surprised with the Ontario Rain yeah. games I was surprised that I think they lost one of them. Yeah, well, that's the uh, thing. So they went down on that road trip to California. That's always a tough road trip. You're always playing on slow ice this time of year. The Abbotsford Canucks as an organization are not great on slow ice. They just, they've got a lot of uh, speedy players that like to skate fast. Uh, we, 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 we've touched on the lack of physicality this year from the team, too. So it's just a fast team, and they want to run and gun. And if they don't get that opportunity to do that on California ice, they get beat. That happened to us in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Same thing there, right? So uh, they beat the Gulls last Friday in San Diego, and then they just got blown out in the last two games there between against the Ontario Reign 5-3 and then 8-3 by the Coach, by Coachella Valley. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to- Tolipillo uh, took the onslaught from the Reign, letting in five goals on 31 shots. And then the Canucks played Seeloff in the second game. Seeloff's in the second game, and he uh, – Unfortunately, uh, you know, let in three goals in the first period, and he was taken out until the Peel took over, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, five more goals went in. So I mean, this, the the goaltending is looking a little suspect so far this season. In that regard, there's been some good games, as you would expect from Artur Seeloff. He's he's a great goalie, uh, at, especially at the HL level. And um, I don't know, there that second game. In, in the opening weekend against the Wranglers was a little suspect too. Yeah, yeah, he. I felt that the specifically, yeah, in the second game, I felt that he was. It just felt that he was a little bit slower than he usually is out of the gate, mm. and just mm-hmm. wasn't able to kind of cap like clock where the where the puck was going to go. But who knows? You know, like that's it's still early in the season. But yeah, yeah I'm 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 expecting once they get up to pace. And and Zilovs didn't get injured in that game, right? Like he, he just that was a straight pull because of the yeah. goals going in, and he played uh, pretty much back to back nights. And they did that in the f- opening series too, where they had. Uh, or no, he didn't play back-to-back. Sorry, that was the opening series where he played the back-to-back nights, and they had to pull him out. Um, and that, anyway, I just think that uh, they should have split the duties in the first series is what I was trying to get at. Carl's not speaking very clearly tonight. But, yeah, I was trying to get at the fact that they should have split the duties in the first series. They tried to split the duties in this series. D- didn't work out all for them. So, I don't know. It's just uh, the, the goaltending is a little bit of a mess. But at least they're going to have an opportunity for consistency because the big clubs got it. They're set two now, and that mm-hmm. gives them a lot of opportunities to uh, – you know, work with these guys and develop them. And they got great, great goaltending development here in, in Vancouver. It hasn't always showed in the past, but they do have it right now with the coaching. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There again. So, the no physicality so far. No PDG here in Abbotsford really showing an impact on these home games. You know, we got our seats right there on the ice. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're just not seeing any booming hits on the boards. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, Juleson's gone. So, no, no, open, no, no clean open ice hits. To, yeah. to change it up. And I think that's something that I think is starting to show a lot with Abbotsford, that yeah. there really just isn't someone there to make the hit and open up the ice for for the rest of the boys. What about that 6'3", 220 Caribbean kid they brought in? Is he not even played any ice I, time yet? I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm literally looking that up to see where he is. Um, like you bring, in all, you bring in size and then you don't play it when you need size, right? Like we're having no problem getting puck in the net. We need to get... Make sure we're hitting some heads. Yeah, he's only he's only played one game, uh, and he's saying that um no, nothing that he's on he was clearly on the ice when the, when a goal got put in because he's seen it a negative one. Yeah, well, I'll one, have to keep my eyes peeled for him. I haven't I haven't Jermaine personally Lowen. seen him play a game yet, and he, uh, you know the thing is we're getting we're getting bruised around. Look, and Nielsen took that bet. Now that was an ugly hit too. That was because is, is he still is he out? He's out. He is out. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. out, and and I haven't heard any reports of him coming back anytime soon. And you know what? The thing with that hit, Rexy, was he um, got hit on the boards. We we're right down there on the boards, and I could see his helmet. Like he got hit into the boards with so much impact, right yeah. into the helmet. His helmet sat there and hovered on the boards after his head left the helmet. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Like it was. I've never seen like anything like brutal, it. Yeah. It was it was brutal. And he's not a huge guy, so when he gets rocked like that, 
you know, it, it, uh, and we're hoping he gets back soon because he's a big, uh, you know, impact player for the Abbotsford Canucks, and we mm-hmm. wish him the speed. He had of like just gotten a hat trick the night yeah, before. I feel like there was a couple highlight real goals he'd scored just before that. Hit. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was starting. To, he was really starting to get on like on a good roll, but at Laval, on the during the Laval games, and yeah. Um, yeah, like he's usually really consistent with it. Well, we're going to continue our talk about the Abbotsford Canucks, but we are going to open the phone lines up. Uh, Taryn, uh, what is the number people can call in at if they want to call? It is 604-851-6307. That is 604-851-6307. There you go. If anybody wants to call in, talk to our guest co- guest host here or uh, me or Taryn or anyone here, just give us a call. So continuing with the Abster Canucks talk, we got uh, Arshdeep Baines off to a great start. 15 points to start the season, three goals, 12 assists. Uh, Wolanin, uh, our, our great defenseman there for Abster Canucks, he's mm-hmm. also you know training well with 13 points. And Sheldon Drys, four goals to start the season, six assists, 10 points. Yeah, Wolanin's also saying that you know only one goal, but 12 assists. Yeah, so, he's, oh well, he, gosh, he's... He, he controls the ice so well, especially at the AHL level, yeah. that he's going to produce those assists. Uh, his goal-scoring tally was a lot higher last year. I mean, as we know, he led the AHL for a good period of the season last year as a defenseman. So, you know, but, uh, but he's going to show his chops. And I was hoping he'd get his shot at the NHL this year, but the Vancouver team doesn't seem to need his help at all. So they, they're looking really solid. Um, and then we got Niels Amann, Linus Carlson. You know, uh, Pod Colson. Yeah, my boy, Linus Carlson. And then, uh, yeah, Pod Colson, unfortunately, he's now out because of that uh, hospitalization, right? So Yeah, what happened What happened with that, exactly? Well, he got just leveled, and then they had to take him off in a stretcher. It was really ugly. And then yeah. um, he I was at the hospital, and I, to my knowledge, he wasn't released until like 48 hours later, so it's pretty yeah. serious. Now, there again, the updates can be a little bit sporadic coming from the team. We'll probably see it in the press booklet tonight and get updates on him and Nielsen, but so far, not a lot of updates coming out, but I, I just know that it's an ugly ugly injury there again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Horn guy. The Horn guy at the Abbotsford Canucks. Oh so there's this guy at the Abbey Canucks games. He, uh, he for those that don't, don't go to the games, there's always that go Canucks go yeah I always thought that was the arena doing it it's not it's this guy he's he's the horn guy right he brought these horns over from some Swedish tournament he went to and uh he started giving them out in season one now those got kiboshed and like Zachary behind me here actually had it like snatched from him by security it was really rudely snatched from him which I thought was seems a little extreme a little extreme like didn't even ask hey little man can I have that Uh, I posted this on social media as well and for the yeah, for those that want to check out the Bush League on social media, that's at underscore Bush League or at Bush League Radio. So, yeah, uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, I think it's a, it adds to the experience. I, I get the other side of the, the coin on this, that some people don't want a, a, a sound piece like right in their ear like that. But it's not an air horn. It's a it's a it's a blow horn. Like yeah, it, yeah. Well, those people I, should probably just stay home then. I agree, right? Like, <laughs> it's like you're going to a hockey game. You're not just going to the library to read a book, right? Yeah, like, I guess. I, I guess exactly. the only thing I could really like add to that to 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 play devil's advocate on, on the other side of the argument would be like, I mean, is hockey? Does how similar does it sound to like the goal being scored? Not at all. Not even a doesn't it sound like to me. Exactly. It doesn't sound anything at all, right? It's, so it's yeah. pretty loud when someone scores at a hockey. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 yeah, exactly. Are you t- you're talking about like those like lawn tube horns? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But I remember like they used to hand those out for free. Yeah. I know, and games. they should be, and it's just like this this no fun atmosphere at the Abbotsford Canucks, and it just drives me nuts. Like I even messaged Finn uh, yesterday on social media and said, hey, if you're going to be at the Abbotsford Canucks game tonight, you know, uh, come say hi to my son. It's his birthday. Yeah. He's a big fan of yours. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not coming out for this game. I only come out for the openers. It's like, why doesn't Abbotsford have a Johnny Canuck mascot yet? We're three seasons into the franchise. It just makes sense. It makes yeah. absolutely no it's... sense to not have a mascot. Yeah, like yeah. throw someone in a bloody also... costume or just get somebody to dress up with a beard. There's... No shortage of people with beards Dude, these days. Do you know man. how much? Do you know how much green plaid flannel and blue overalls there in in Abbotsford? There's a lot of people that have those that clothing. You could just show up. Like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. grow the beard out. 
We yeah. can do it ourselves. We can do it ourselves. It's not hard to find someone to do, play that role, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just throw on a Canucks jersey and get the guy with a beard and throw a toque on his head and he's my, off, off to the races. My favorite fan that the Abbotsford Canucks do have, though, is the referee guy that dresses okay. as a referee and has. Sure and every now and then he pulls no. a blindfold down. Oh, <laughs> every yeah, now and then. He, he's, he usually sits at the very top. Somewhere around the top, the upper, like the last, oh. the last couple uh, levels of, of the bowl, and yeah. he's somewhere to, in I'll there. Have to look for him tonight. Yeah. So if you're there, referee guy, I love you. You're a good guy. <laughs> there you go. Taryn's a fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Anyone that makes fun of refs, I'm a good fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> you know. Nobody uh, likes the zebras. No, nope, no, they're the most hated people in hockey. They're I always feel so bad. Basically, for them. the police of the ice. So. Yeah. I always feel so bad because the, you must think that they're so pa- they're passionate people that love the sport and that you you know you have to love the sport to be able to ref the sport yeah and then you just get dunked on by everyone (laughs) (laughs) so they just weren't good enough to play hockey so no exactly (laughs) that's exactly you see them skating around sometimes showing off it's like yeah okay buddy yeah you You can stop how about you show us how you can watch the game not skate (laughs) around not get not get in the way during power plays (laughs) (laughs) and that maybe they should have tried figure skating yeah oh (laughs) Different types of skates, though. They probably yeah, couldn't yeah, hack it. Enough. Different, different types of, uh, it. of body work, too. You know what I mean? Like, have to control. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, trust Quit. me. I've seen them ladies. Quite that line. So, we've got, uh, well, battling for first place this weekend. Really. I mean, let's think about it. If we win both games or even just pull three points out of it, we're suddenly in first place. Yeah. In the division. So, that's pretty cool. Then we host Bakersfield for two uh, midweek games this your week. Your old rivals. And that's the uh, that's your your guys that's there, Rexy. The, uh, Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. 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 Farm team there. Right? Yeah. Also, uh, your old rivals of the playoffs there with the, oh, yeah. the shirts and that. So, there you go. So, uh, I don't know if you saw this on the social there, Rexy, but a couple years ago I had to wear a Bakersfield shirt because oh, yeah. we lost Actually, a bet. I did uh, see yeah. that. So, Wasn't that in the playoffs or something? Well, yeah, we lost. It was a bet about the playoffs, and yeah. we lost them because of, uh, you know, suspect ice conditions down in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah. Sounds <laughs> like an excuse <laughs> to me, but... <laughs> I'm a Canucks fan. We got the best there's, excuses. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's always a reason, there's, you know. There's definitely <laughs> a lot of excuses coming from the We've had Canucks di- department, that's for sure. We've had decades of practice in making excuses, <laughs> so we're very good at that. Um, but yeah, not lie, though. Some of them are valid because there is some things that i've seen over the years that Uh-oh. definitely excuse or not it's it's worth bringing up a little so. a little suspect yeah. you know yeah. some suspect like, things in, interesting choice of, of interesting cho- choice to call that one there you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. sure. well i know it's early in the season but i'm going to say this for the Abbotsford team uh the next eight games will pretty much tell the tale if we're going to be in a position for first place in that division, we touch on this every week. But for those who don't know the AHL, first place in the division in the Pacific is quite valuable and coveted because you do get that bye to the second round and you play mm-hmm. the bottom team that qualifies out of the first round. So it's kind of a double advantage and really comes in handy at that point in the season, uh, especially with California ice the way it can be. If you get up against some of these Pacific teams down in California, the ice can beat you, right? So it's, it's really difficult to, uh, you know, playoff hockey. So we got to keep ourselves in that picture. Um, after Bakersfield, we're in Henderson for two more games against Silver against the the Sliver Thighs. <laughs> it just looks like Silver Thighs. Yeah, so, know, <laughs> it's, it's just dumb. You know, uh, sometimes you know what I I, I uh, on, on my shows I had a couple times where I tried to make a good some good witty remarks. Yeah. did not work out. Sometimes you just gotta. You got to shoot you know. your shot, man. You got to yeah. shoot your shot. That was my Chuck Sherry right there. Yeah, because if you don't, you'll never get one right, yeah. you know. So, but uh, yeah, then they're off to Calgary for two against the the Wranglers, and like I say, all all of those eight games are against top teams in the Pacific. So when you break down the Pacific Division and you look at it, you know you got to think the Henderson Silver Knights and the Ontario Reign. Uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna. They both have uh, parent clubs, Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings, that are both doing really well right now. Mm-hmm. So same with the Van- with the Abbotsford Canucks and Vancouver Canucks. So with the AHL, for people that don't follow the AHL too much, that is a big advantage because the parent clubs aren't going to disrupt the roster much. They're not going to take players out. It gives players more time to gel as a team, come up with good pairings. And so I think you'll continue to see the Vegas Golden Knights and the uh, – sorry, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights and the Ontario Reign – continuing to be the the top three with us in the division. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the Calgary Wranglers, there again, they, they Dustin Wolf just in his in his own. He, like what, what gets past him? 
Like you know what I mean? I I've I'm just even looking I, at. Some I have of a the feeling that games. if he plays in an NHL game, he'll get lit up like Christmas. But yeah. I think at the AHL level, he's just got everyone's number. I don't like he he's the best goalie in the AHL by a lot. And it just it's so that's the thing. Like even the Calgary Wranglers, who you would think they're going to be getting a lot of players pulled up to the big club because the big club's struggling. I don't think so much because they're not. There's not really anybody on the Wranglers that could improve the Calgary Flames at this point. Right? Yeah. Like Dustin Wolf is the big reason they're doing well and the Wranglers are doing well and that's not going to help the Calgary and, and Flames. Their phys- and their physicality. I don't physicality. think anything's going to improve the Calgary Flames at this point. But. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 like, the only but thing that's that... my point. That's yeah. my point. I don't think they have any saving grace from the farm club that's going to help them. Well, they should maybe just move the farm club to the Flames and the Flames to <laughs> yeah, the farm club that, so that way that they lose, lose the AHL. It couldn't, couldn't be any worse than what's <laughs> yeah. happening so you far know? in the season. It was funny because we, yeah. I think it was during the second game with uh, with the Wranglers. We were up in the box. We were kind of making the jokes like, "Why doesn't just Dustin Wolf just skate up there and do it himself? Just just yeah. just shoot it from across <laughs> from from mid from mid ice and see if it gets in. What what worse can what you know? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. The yeah there again. Uh, so Bakersfield, some player swaps might be coming that could be disruptive to that team for the Edmonton Oilers. So. Uh, same with Coachella, you know, Coachella Valley Thunderbirds, uh, or whatever they're Firebirds, Firebirds, Fire, Thunderbirds, Va- Firebirds, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, oh, such what? a, such a mouthful of a name, a, you know, yeah, it's very what interesting, a right? Yeah. I've never heard of them myself. I've kind of noticed there's a few new teams in the league. Like the <laughs> yeah. There's Seattle's the Ontario rain. I've never heard of them either. Seattle's, so. Se- well, which one's Seattle's again? The um, Seattle, well, Seattle is Coachella Valley. It is Coachella Valley? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I thought. Okay. Yeah, so. I would have thought um, that. I would have thought the San Jose Paragoon. And then the, 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 the rain are the LA Kings, right? Because it's like oh, the okay. rain, they're yeah, raining yeah. over, right? Instead Makes of like. Sense. Roadrunners yeah. are. Um, yeah, yeah, the Roadrunners are the Coyotes. Coyotes which, is, which is so Tucson. clever, you have to admit, right? Like, yeah. the Coyote and the Roadrunner, yeah, right? Like, sense. Yeah. That's funny. I, I, um, uh, and they got good jerseys. But, and on the Roadrunners Coyotes, they're both basically fun. I think uh, the Coyotes are one game above 500 right now. And are they? Holy the Roadrunners okay. are a 500 team. So, hey, you know what? Go Coyotes, man. Apparently, Phoenix has a team oh, for once. Yeah. Also, I just want to say on, yeah, on the Coyotes. that'll last, but. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> on, really the, doesn't. on the Coyotes, they're actually, right now, they're actually. Uh, coyote, the Coyotes are 0.55. Uh, so they are just batting over 500. That's pretty good. Yeah. But also, one of their players, you know. Thank you for being a, a good ally and saying F you to the NHL rules and willing to pay those fines for the pride tape. So. Shout out to you, homie. Okay, there you go. Well, that's that, that's good, yeah. And yeah. then uh, the Barracuda, who seemed to be contributing to that uh, dumpster fire down in San Jose. Look, anytime there's a, <laughs> yeah, any, yeah. Anytime there's a free win, there's a free win, you know? That, <laughs> that's a dumpster fire with a whole bunch of gasoline being poured on it. It's just... Last night was just nothing but gasoline from the Vancouver Canucks on that dumpster fire, man. <laughs> wow. Unreal. That was quite the game, that's for sure. You yeah. know, going into that game, I was telling, I was sitting there watching my buddies, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, this could be one of those games because you know San Jose is going to beat someone, right? Yeah. You don't want to be that team in the Vancouver and the Canucks, Canucks. Have a habit of being that team. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> they do. It's funny you say that to anyone, and that's the first thing they said. Sam said the same thing when I said it to him. He's like, well, on the Vancouver Canucks, you know, they there's any team, it's them. Typically, you know? step up to that plate, right? Because they play up and down to teams. Yeah. But I really think this new coaching regime, the talk at pocket, is is got them, uh, you know, really dialed in, man. That's a good one. That's for sure. So. Oh, oh, the talk wow. at pocket. That's well, a they good got, one. They got the and the thing was it was so consistent. Like we're like we laughed at the maybe through the game when they had the sixth goal we're like well they're on pace for 12 ha ha and then they really <laughs> kept the pace the entire game it wasn't like they yeah, had they didn't take the gas off the uh, pedal that's for sure no they just kept going the foot off the pedal and let's just say, but... just a solid you know kind of nice it's funny because you you had mentioned brock besser got two yeah you got two uh against santa against the sharks uh, Miller got the Miller got one, but they had a nice kind of like Kuzmenko got one. Uh, Mikhev uh, got Bovillier got two, so he got on the board. That's good to see yeah. him getting going. But one question I do have for the group is: so I don't know if if you guys watched the entire game, but you know when they're up like ten or eleven nothing, and then um, San Jose got a goal, and the goal was a bit suspect. There's a goaltender interference yeah. in play. And that could have gone upstairs, and you could tell Demko wanted to go upstairs with that. Now I'm sitting there going, "Well, you know, just who cares? It's not." Yeah. But but and Rick Tockett did the same thing. He just brushed it off. 
But, you know, I'm not trying to be the Vancouver media and making a mountain out of Wall Hill, but how much is that going to possibly piss off Demko that they didn't go upstairs and save his shutout? Yeah. You know, like as a goalie, uh, does that piss him off? Look, I think as a as a player and as someone and so as a player, I say it probably would. As someone as someone who, you know, has played sports and gets very competitive in myself, um, yeah, that would kind of annoy me too, to like not have someone to save the shutout. But at some point you're you're now ten and one. You you know you're you're ten and one. You're you're doing you're still winning it. Sometimes you just swallow one for the team and you just kind of like take it and you know. But like it's yeah. it's upsetting. It would have been nice to have had the shutout star on his on the record. So yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's one of like there is that um like they would have gotten <laughs> like Taka was put in a bad position with that when Demko reacted to it. He's like, "Come on, let's go upstairs like this, right?" Yeah, and you would have been lamb, like Taka can't really do anything right there now. Because yeah. if he does go upstairs, he's the coach that went upstairs at ten one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you would you would get lambasted in the media oh, for being that guy. And at some especially point, especially the like, Vancouver media, especially the Vancouver media, right? I, actually, I think the Vancouver media would probably defend it, but I think that like you should ask Chris else, Faber what he thinks of it. Tonight. I'll, I'll ask if if he's there at the game. I'll I'll try and ask him. Yeah. So, yeah, you probably just message him and see what he says. That's, but. Which should be asked in the media huddles. Just ask like the. Coach, the coach is like. So, what do you Call think? Would him. you have gone upstairs, Carlton? Yeah. <laughs> Would you have done that? Would you have gone upstairs yeah. on that interference? Um, but yeah, the the also the game against the Rangers the other night was one of the best non-playoff hockey games I've watched in a really long time. I just wanted to shout that out. Uh, the Rangers are disgustingly good. Yeah, they've looked. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look at I, their goal I only standing. caught the overtime on that, and I feel like uh, Pedersen got tripped up pretty bad, but. Yeah, happen, so. yeah. It was it was definitely a, a trip. I mean, yeah. Yeah. when you're four on four like that, and somebody closes in, that has to be called. Yeah. That has to be called. It was a suspect call, but a great game nonetheless. And you know, this one of the things that's flying under the radar this year that nobody's talking about is Jonathan Quick is the backup goalie yeah. in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? I think he's actually played quite a few games already. Too, he's played two or three games, yeah. I think, and he's won both. Obviously, yeah. I think he's, I think he's got like the lowest. He's leading in goals against average. I think he's under a one okay. goals against average. Right let now. me, let me. I'm gonna say point eight four or something like that. For uh, for goals against goals against, yeah. Okay. Save percentage is probably like point three eight or something like that. But or nine three eight, sorry, nine three eight. But while you're looking that up, I'll keep going. So. Digging into some of the Canucks players, you know, Quinn Hughes, he's leading the NHL defense with 11 points, three of which are goals, and he's not predominantly known as a goal scorer, but we talked a lot, they talked a lot in the offseason about how he is developing his his um, scoring skill set. Men- mentally, obviously, the Hughes brothers did a lot of uh, mental, uh, they got that lake house out there in Michigan, and they seem to have done a lot of uh, mental reflection because they've come out hot this season, right? Yeah, de- all of them are fired. What was your yeah. What was your prediction Brother Jack's for Jack's leading uh, twenty points, yeah. right? What, what was What was your prediction for uh, goal for GA for goals. goals against? I think it was uh, 0.84. 0.41. 4-1. zero point eight four zero point four one four one. That is disgusting. He's but not. He's sitting at ninety eight percent. That's only two 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 games then for three games. Three, three that's still yeah. disgusting for three still games. Three games. <laughs> that's unreal. Yeah, wins. And then sure Sturkin is their their starter. Actually, he's he's like, only one he's only one two out of three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh what? he lost a game? Not it says yeah, played has played three wins. Well with that goal's two. against average, they must have scored one lost. goal on him. But it says he doesn't it doesn't it doesn't say that he has a loss though, so this doesn't make maybe he was pulled. I think oh, uh, I don't know. Weird. It, I don't it, it's a that. weird yeah. Because how do you how do you how do you have three games played with a loss when you're point three four? Uh, yeah, you have you have he has three games played, two games two games started, two wins. Yeah, so he must have been pulled into one of them, um, and he has one shutout, yeah. shutout even. So yeah, well that would yeah. be expected with the fifty-seven GA. saves. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I mean Hughes, wh- where does he get to at the end of the season? Do we think he gets to 20, 30 goals? Like well, he's pacing for somewhere like mid twenties, so that uh, would be pretty unreal. That would top. That would equal his entire career so far in goals in this season. For yeah, Jonathan Quick, I feel like uh, uh, Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, okay. He had yeah. five points against San Jose, so yeah, 
Yeah, his his offensive prowess has really come together. Uh, what I love about Quinn Hughes is he's a defenseman first and foremost. He's a great two way defenseman now, right? Like he's gonna make sure that he's covering his zone. He's his plus minus is through the roof. That being said, the Canucks as a whole, their entire team's plus minus is through the roof. They're um, I think they have the fewest goals against the Pacific. Uh, fewest go- fewest goals in the Pacific Division, tied with the Avalanche and Stars at twenty one goals against for fewer in the west as well so yeah fewest in the west tied and fewest in the pacific division and there again like we talked about the rangers yeah rangers are at 18 18 goals against and uh 14 goals against for boston (laughs) that's incredible to start the season so i wonder how many san jose has against now (laughs) can we look that up how many goals san jose has yeah what's the over under on that Vancouver actually outscored their whole season uh, total of goals in that game as well. Did they? Yeah. San Jose has 10 goals on the year. And <laughs> Vancouver had 10 goals. in the game. Games 1 0. That's awesome. That's goals. an awesome stat. It is exactly goals for GF, so goals for 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, and what's the next highest? Like maybe 21 or something, probably. 22. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's... Calgary Flames, 22. It's, it's, Edmonton it's... Oilers, 25. Yeah, the Oilers Kraken, have... 28. Anaheim, 33. Too, so. um, but San Jose has been a bad franchise for a long time. They haven't done anything. Like, they look like the Phoenix Coyotes. It's like they threw in the towel yeah. years yeah. ago. What's I don't know. What's Vegas, Vegas Golden Golden Knight. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, Kings, 42. Vancouver, 46. Vegas Golden Knights, 43. Huh. So, I would have thought Vegas would have scored a little bit more than that. But, yeah. no. but like I said, with the goals so against. Vancouver second, then? Vancouver's second in the Pacific, yeah. um, seven and two. Vegas no, is I ten mean and zero. Second and goal scored. Goal uh, scored. Goal scored total out of yeah. all the NHL. Um, second in division for goal scored. Uh, I think they're first in the league in goal scored. Oh wow! Because they're sitting so GF so goal. That's goal what score. happens when you score eleven goals in a game, right? Yeah. Kind of pads it. But well, they that's had eight against Edmonton the first game too. So yeah, yeah, games, yeah. yeah Vancouver goals. has forty six games. They have eighteen goals. In <laughs> yeah, two games, yeah. So. Vancouver wow. has forty six goals total. The next behind them is Vegas at forty three. Oh wow! Wow. So that yeah. just shows you that. That's powerhouse stuff, man. And, like, I, and, you know, I'm going to throw this little nugget in there. I think the difference maker, and this is obviously it's a whole team approach that's a difference maker, but I think what really triggered and got them going was Mikheyev coming back. Mikheyev has that speed. He has that energy. And I think the Canucks are really struggling. They were sluggish in the neutral zone to get in the line. And all of a sudden, Mikheyev, except for the first game, but that was against the Oilers. You know, we saw how that went. But Mikheyev just... Like, I think he's the unsung hero on the team. I think he got them back on track. I'm not saying he's doing all the work now that they're going, but I think he's the one that got them back. They are undefeated in regulation with him back in the lineup. They've only had one OT loss, and that was the suspect loss against the Rangers that, you know, probably shouldn't have been a loss. Yeah, what 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 happened there with that, with the Ranger, with that Rangers law like that? Like, well, I, I really don't know. It's like Rexy said. It's it's a four. It's four on four in overtime, right? Yeah. So a- anything in overtime, the referees are kind of told that if there's any contact on four on four, they're kind of supposed to put that under a microscope. And it okay. was a clear trip. Like it was. It was. Yeah, it, it was a clear trip. It wasn't yeah. even a debatable trip. Like, yeah. like he just he just. Did it was blatant, and then New York went up the ice and scored. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay. Yeah, and they couldn't even go upstairs on it because it's overtime just and gave them the game. So. Yeah. yeah, and they have rules against going upstairs in overtime, so that that's the thing. Like maybe they have to change that ruling so that they can go upstairs in overtime. But there again, that's all just TV politics, right? That's not wanting to drag on a game any longer than it has to. If it was NFL, they wouldn't care. They'd be like, yeah. "Well, push, yeah. push whatever's on next, right?" You can watch the reruns of Modern Family later. We're gonna <laughs> keep this on and see what <laughs> happens, right? But. I don't know. The NHL's weird. And and you watch those American NHL fees are trying to be more like the NFL now. They got the referees coming in talking about what penalties are happening and all that stuff. It's it's not working, but they're trying. Um but yeah, you know. So uh Brock Besser, we touched on that two goals uh, there last night and <laughs> I mean, he's padded a little Sam. bit by the four goals in that game against uh, the Oilers. Seven, right? seven yeah. in the back, just pumping that fist. Yeah, for you that a big, old, big Besser fan? Favorite, yeah. favorite player. There you go. There we go. 
Sammy boy. It's all about oh, the hair, Sammy. all about the flow, right? It really is. I I always say you can always tell a good athlete by how powerful their flow is when they yeah. when they grow when they grow. Well, hey, Zach's got the got the bo- better flow. I, back I, there. I see that. Yeah. I see that. He's got the flow. The flow's definitely a big factor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um in dodgeball when yeah. it's um oh, with yeah. uh with, those, <laughs> with Ben Stiller's and and um what's his what's his got to be the hair. It's got to be the hair con. It's, it's wonderful. Fair. It's full. It's voluminous. It's volume better. and lethal. <laughs> yeah. I, you don't. See <laughs> Here like that these you know, days. The, <laughs> I th- I think about that quote quite a lot of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Elias Pedersen, 19 points, one behind Jack Hughes for first in the in the league in points. Uh he's really come a long way. But you know, I'm gonna say something unpopular opinion. Everybody talks about PD having the hardest shot on the team. Do you see Besser's slap shot last night? I, I, to be out yeah. You don't see him slap it very often because he's got that wrist shot that's probably one of the top five in the league. Yeah, and, and you don't see a lot of slap shots in general. No. But, like, yeah. Yeah. but Besser can shoot, too. Oh, he's yeah. just a shooter. But yeah. I, I don't think I've really seen him do a slap shot before, so now we know he has that in his arsenal. And you got Tyler Myers. Apparently, he's got a slap shot. He's got two goals on the year. That's that's the same amount he's had the two previous seasons combined. Yeah. So yeah. four <laughs> points. For his size, you think he could slap it. <laughs> it, it summarized it all in a nutshell last night that we were talking. I was talking with my buddy, and my buddy's dad was there. And he goes, Tyler Myers. Oh yeah, who's that? And I'm like, Well, he's the the big guy out there. And he goes, Oh, that guy. Uh, how how tall is he? Like six one, six two. I'm like, No, he's like six eight. And yeah, it's he's like a the tall guy. I've met him a few times. And he's, yeah, is he? Look up to him. So yeah. But the the fact that people don't know that he's a big guy tells you everything you need to know yeah. about the guy is that he's just not stand like Zidane Chara is shorter. And smaller than Tyler Myers, and you knew every time Zidane Shara was on the ice. Yeah, he definitely. Oh crap! I did not know that. I'm, lo- I'm looking this up actually. <laughs> well, I and didn't like, know yeah. that. That's no, exactly I didn't. I didn't know he I'm was smaller about. than him. Like, but that's uh, exactly what I'm talking about. Is right. Tyler Myers doesn't play like a big guy? Yeah, he's got to be the tallest guy in the NHL now. I would say. He's the tallest active player. Yeah, I looked it up last night. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know, but they call him the Chaos Giraffe, eh? That's his nickname. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's on Wikipedia. <laughs> I heard it from a bike. I'm like, there's no way that's accurate. They're like, look it up. I would Google it, Wikipedia. Yeah, Vancouver Canucks fans gave him the nickname the Chaos Giraffe. The Chaos Giraffe. That's a great. That's out of all the nicknames you could have done, that's that's pretty top tier. You know what? The, Vancouver's not very good for making good nicknames, yeah. but I'll give them that. They're the, we're the ones that invented Bruce. There it is. So, you know. Uh, well, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of jumped on that one but <laughs> who didn't it was fun <laughs> <laughs> technically okay but it was okay so Chara is technically written down as 6'9 and Tyler Myers is 6'8 just just so you know okay yeah but but Chara's still that's still that's, now, so. yeah that's still like about Chara anyways he played for Boston nobody likes Boston <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah so so the Pacific Division as a whole um, what are you guys thoughts on the Pacific di- Division uh, is it going to continue the way it is or are we going to see some shakeups uh, I want to open that up to the to the panel here. Well, I uh, see the Ducks are uh, six and four, which I find kind of strange because I don't even know one player on their team really. But yeah, <laughs> I I don't think they're going to continue that. I'm pretty sure the Flames and the Sharks will probably stay down there, and then the coin toss is where the, the Kraken and the Whalers get back on track, right? And if the Canucks can keep up the pace they're on, so. Yeah, and I, I read this uh, daily face-off. They did put out a revi- a revision of their power rankings for the season and actually had Boston and Vancouver uh, and even Detroit ahead of Vegas, which I thought was surprising considering Vegas doesn't have a loss yet. Yeah. But, you know, those those four teams all sound good. And then, you know, you got Oilers ranked 25th and the Flames 27th. And I, you know, I, I think the power rankings shouldn't be based on your your season totals so far the Oilers are a good team like they're not a bad team they're one of the better teams in the west they're just underperforming right well, now they outshot um Dallas 46 to 23 last night and still lost and hit like three posts so it's just, yeah. you know things just haven't really gone their way and their defense hasn't been very good and their goaltending's been trash to be honest so yeah well, we knew Markstrom had an expiry date on him, yeah. right? Like when they signed that contract, every every Canucks fan knew we were going to have to put up with some oh, we should still have him kind of feelings for a couple of years. But those years have passed, and now his yeah. his better games are behind him, and uh, you know that's the thing. So, or sorry, that yeah, that's yeah. 
that's yeah. Calgary, but yeah. nah, I'm sorry, man. Never <laughs> that's mind. All good. I got mixed up. We got that. off track there, but My either way, yeah, Calgary's goaltending hasn't been good. Edmonton's hasn't been good, but if Edmonton can get a goalie to save a few pucks here and there, they might actually turn this around. But but hasn't that been the case for like the last five years for the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah, that's pretty much where it's at, right? With the goaltending, and then they get to the playoffs, and the goaltending kind of seems to yeah. Yeah, but I think there's a few surprises. Too, so. I think there's a few surprises in, in order in the division there, right? Like I say, like the Oilers, even the Kraken, right, who are off to a rough start, they they can uh, put together some games. Yeah, and, they've won two in a row now, but like you know, like but that's how quick this league changes. Like yeah, you know, like it's the parity. It's usually really close. Like one team could lose three games and the other one could win three games, and now all of a sudden you're out of the playoffs and they're in, right? So yeah, exactly. It goes up and down all year, and what we're like ten games into the season, so I don't think anybody should be pulling the eject button yet. So. No, exactly. And the thing is, I mean, there's, you know, it's 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 a short season though, right? Yeah. Like we're one eighth of the way through the season. Yeah, that can impact things, but it can switch so fast, especially in the Pacific Division. Yeah. Because they play each other so much in that division as well, right? I mean, all the divisions do. That, it, you know, if one team goes on a tear, they can wreak havoc in that division, right? My question is, do you think the LA Kings will catch up to the Canucks? Because they're a point below, and the Canu- and the, the Kings are a very good team. Yeah, and they're the deep, division. right? They've they're got deep. great depth. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it depends on the Vancouver Canuck team, right? Like, we've seen two Vancouver Canuck teams this year. The majority of the games have been the team we saw last night and the team we saw in game one. But there's been two or three games where we saw a completely different team. And like Rex, you just said, the league is so good now that you can't have those. You can't play that way in 30% of your games and expect to make the playoffs. You can't slack off, that's for sure. Yeah, you have to play hard the whole way. So if the Canucks team plays the way they have been and the way they're capable of, uh, I think they're they're battling LA and Vegas for top of that divi- uh, top of the division. I really do. So the whole I, way. Would, I would absolutely love it. Yeah, like the Kings. I I find like, I don't know. I'm kind of dumbfounded how they've been so good <laughs> over the last few years because their lineup kind of looks like an AHL team when you read it. But I guess guys have just been chipping in and getting the job done. And Kopitar seems like he's yeah like the Millennium Man. <laughs> the, the million dollar man right yeah, he's just like mechanical at this point on trucking, right? well yeah. I have to think of all the injuries and everything that yeah, like not just him but like just in general that go around people are still able to play through all of that yeah. and like like this quite literally i think they were drafted right around the same time yeah. as kopitar and they yeah. both they've been retired for what three years now or something and we got kopitar just out there still grinding Yep. Yeah, so. it's it's crazy, too, because Kopitar was never, like, a fast player, so he's not a guy that could afford to lose yeah. a step, you know? And and it's like as he gets older, he's losing a step, but he's just so skilled, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. L.A.'s got a really good franchise. they got, got a good franchise down in the rain, and they just they, they, they have a really deep, deep yeah. line combination. They just seem to play to their system, and they seem to get the goals when they need them, really. So Yeah, and a lot of that could just be luck, too, yeah. right? Like, right things going right at the right times. But also, the, I was talking last night with some guys that it's it the the modern NHL is less reliant on individual talent and more reliant on pairings now. Yeah. Right. Like clear cut pairings make teams. Right. You can have like Connor Bedard is having no success. Well, a little bit of success, but barely any in Chicago because he doesn't really have a set pairing yeah, yet. Yeah, he doesn't right? have anyone to to work to with. Roll with. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I find like the first year Vegas was in the league. That's kind of like how it was for them they picked like mostly like second line players and then the next thing you know they're in the final and it's kind of how it was because every line had a good pair yeah exactly. and they also like yeah they did a lot of research on yeah. that and, like what what were the most has like one of the most all-stars a team could, yeah, could exactly, have because yeah. so I'm, I'm very critical of the first season of las vegas, yeah, of vegas. Well, i'm very very critical and i, I think more I people should very be strange they made it all the way as well like i said with and strange things that happen, but yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about um, you know our, our illustrious uh, guest host here today. I noticed on your Instagram there, my friend. Uh, first of all, what's the PQ stand for on the jersey? Uh, that's Pat Quinn. Oh, that's for Pat Quinn yeah. for Patty. Okay, yeah. cool. So a couple of PQ pin and a patch. 
So was that a Vancouver third jersey from a couple years ago then? Uh, or is no, that the, this the was Abbey just, jersey? This is actually just a Johnny Canuck jersey they made as like a fashion jersey, and they were selling them at the uh, Canucks games. So this was before the Abbotsford. This was before Abbotsford. Yeah, so. so they based the Abbotsford jersey on that jersey. That's yeah, pretty, pretty sick. Much. That's what yeah. I would say. Uh, so this was never even worn on the ice or anything. But yeah, That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you, know, fun, you know what's a fun fact, though, I found out? That the Johnny Canuck logo in that. When they gave it to the Abbotsford Canucks, it was the last year before that the Vancouver Canucks had to either use that logo some somehow, use it as like an alternate logo or something, or they had to pay money to uh, to, to, to to keep oh. it. Yeah. So they so perfect timing. I'm not yeah. saying no no conspiracy theory or anything. Just perfect timing of of like being able to use the logo without having mm-hmm. without having to pay extra, but also Makes again sense. keep some keep kind of a, a classic yeah. uh, thing. Yeah, I'm a sucker for jerseys. I probably have like 300 hockey jerseys. So <laughs> anytime the Canucks roll out a new one, I'm like, okay, better get that Boom. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud to say I have a Nathan Rourke rookie, rookie jersey for the BC Lions. So yeah, that's cool. That's I got cool. So what if, if he wins the Super Bowl, I'm yeah. putting that in glass. <laughs> Good idea. Might yeah. want to get it signed first, though. Yeah. yeah Before you put in glass, yeah. make sure you do that, yeah. right? Next time he comes up to BC, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll run over. How hard can it be to get an, a CFL autograph? You just go find him where he's working at his day job. like at Pr- the Pretty much, store? honestly. <laughs> yeah. He's just at Save-On working for the day. He's like yeah. a cashier. Well, now, now that he's in Jacksonville, it's a bit harder to get to. get to. But um, usually it's pretty much that. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, I, that was a good joke. I'm really proud of you for that one. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, hard to play for so. effort anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, I saw on your Instagram you were touring around with uh, uh, the pride of Surrey, BC, Mercules. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, I hang out with him pretty often, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're pretty close friends these days, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. I get to, get to go out to a lot of shows and do a lot of things I wouldn't get to do otherwise, so. Yeah, that must be cool. Yeah, Backstage and meet a lot of artists, et cetera, so, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty cool, and it's definitely a big shout-out to him for – taking care of the boys and always bringing us out because yeah can't complain that's for sure yeah from all accounts he's a real class act man. oh yeah he's a humble guy he's probably one of like the most humble people i know in general and very generous and likes to be there for his friends and like you know step up and do what he can when he can so super talented dude probably one of the best freestyle rap artists yeah, around like, right now he's pretty incredible he writes a lot of his stuff but he can freestyle too for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, who was the coolest guy you got to meet this summer on that kind of going on that tour? Jeez. I don't know. There was quite a few people I got to meet, but I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Cause, uh-huh. uh, well, anybody that wants to follow... Anybody wants to follow Tyler's, uh, you know, his his touring and his antics, uh, you know, follow him at TA World Tour on Instagram. Also yeah. on Facebook or just Instagram? Uh, just on Instagram, on Facebook. It's just my name, Tyler Anderson. So Cool. Yeah, well, give him a follow. A lot of cool stuff he posts. But yeah, I, I actually, I would probably say, like, Tony Yale was probably one of the coolest ones to meet because, you know, like, the 50 Cent Connection. And, oh, know, that's cool. The hype of G-Unit, and Tony was actually pretty, uh, pretty cool guy. He's really, uh, you know, chill, yeah. so... Very cool. Very we cool. also got to meet Teddy Swims the other day. Um, my friend who's here with me, she was pretty excited about that. So, yeah. <laughs> She's a big fan, but he was he was a really solid guy, too. Really cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's cool. Well, I'll continue to follow that. And like I said, anybody else interested in doing the same, at TA World Tour on, uh, on the Instagram, on the social web. Uh, so the World Series champions, Texas Rangers. God, you know what I hate a, saying that. Did anybody even watch that though? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I watched a couple highlights, did, but I don't think anybody was really paying attention. Did you see? Did you see that one? I think some guy was like. If the Diamondbacks get into the World Series, I'm going to just retire early or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> or yeah. I don't know. I've maybe, seen enough. Okay, bye. Yeah, maybe I don't know if it's retire, but there was something that they said. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I really was rooting for the, for Arizona, not because I care anything about the Diamondbacks, but just because I absolutely can't stand the Texas Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that's me. But um, I just wanted to give that shout out. I think we have to as a sports podcast to kind of yeah. touch on the fact that there's a World Series champion that nobody cares about. Um, yeah, you know, it happened. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, that's the thing. I'm a Jays fan. I have a Jays fan, and I, I – uh, 
I think they got they only got a shot uh, every year. I think that, but you know, I think they got a shot next <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, well, I kind of blinked and uh, the Jays playoff series was over, so <laughs> I went yeah. to check the score. I'm like, oh yeah, the Jays play. Oh wait, no, they played. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> so, somewhere out there, it's somewhere. like that South Park episode, and it's gone. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll just take this hat off now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your money's and it's gone, and their playoff is gone. But yeah, um, the neck guards. So. Tragically, we lost uh, a, a oh, member of yeah. the hockey world, uh, Adam Johnson, playing overseas in England. Uh, had a, a tragically had a skate accidentally t- to the blade. Uh, the blade of the skate came up, slit his throat. Yeah, uh, that's so like crazy and tragic. Um, I remember when I was ski racing growing up, we had that happen to a young kid locally on that, and it was really uh, oh, like, yeah, oh it, was, it was really sad and it was really hard and. You know that's when they instituted the neck the neck protectors for ski racing at the time. So you know now a lot of the NHL players are stepping up, and it's not a requirement yet, but they're trying to endorse it and get the neck guards. Yeah. And you know I'd like to see them get into that. That would be great. So I've never yeah. actually seen a neck guard uh, for, on just a base player. To be honest with you, like here's, here's uh, neck guard. Yeah, I've never actually seen one. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen anyways, it on the I mean, goalie, they, but I've never they, seen They them. can make them so, like, non-existent. You don't even feel them on your body oh. after a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I see them here. Like, to be honest with you, I know a lot of hockey players, they have issues with wearing like, everything half the time. But <laughs> yeah. I think in this day and age, there's no reason for players not to be wearing something like that. You know, at the end of the day, you got to look out for your safety. And yeah, we've seen a- how many people get cut with skates over the last how many years. It seems to be happening more and more. And yeah. For and something like that to happen, I, f- I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of careless. Like everyone should already be wearing the neck guards. And, and even like, and even like the glass, like the the glass full visors, and the yeah. glass kits. I've never. I, I wonder if it's like, is it a sight oh, thing no, or is it something? It's, or it's a sweat thing. Sweat coming yeah. off the tip of the nose drives you crazy when you okay. wear a full guard. The visor, I can kind of understand. A yeah, visor because it's definitely gonna affect you. But like, what's what's a neck guard gonna do? Like, yeah, how's yeah. that gonna affect it's, anybody? Yeah, it's not like a Batman neck where you can't <laughs> no, turn your exactly. head, right? Like you're no. not, yeah, <laughs> the the you're fabric. Not an lung. You're just putting something around <laughs> your neck to keep you safe. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, and speaking of uh, iron lungs, uh, Yager breaking the professional hockey goal scoring record. So that's oh, a bit of a that's, that's technicality. Pretty, is, is he out, cool. Is he playing out in Europe right now? Yeah. Yeah. He's oh 50 years old still playing for his own team in the Czech League. The Czech League's pretty good though. So it's not like it's a a B league. It's still a professional league, right? Like I don't know. It's, uh, a lot of people are saying it's better than the KHL these days, so you know, that's just what it is, right? But yeah. And then um yeah, I think we've gone through most things here. I mean, I'm. What else did I have here? Oh yeah, the Rangers. Screw them. Yeah. And... <laughs> Was there anything you wanted to touch on, T? Ah, uh, not really. I'm just kind of going with the flow here, really. You're, but, mm-hmm. yeah. You're going to the game tonight? Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I guess I get to go sit down in row row two and check out the Abbey Canucks tonight. So yeah, that'll be cool. Some classic first fun. game. I've. I think to be honest, I've only been to like a handful of games since they in here yeah i probably went to more of the heat games back when the heat were around but don't ask me are why. you are you allowed to say that publicly well yeah like, <laughs> word? i yeah, actually, to say I, that I actually that, only that. went when the canucks farm team was playing when utica was in town oh, yeah. when the, when the okay. oilers farm team was in town other yeah. than that i did not You're, have any part of that so yeah. you were forgiven yeah <laughs> i wasn't there cheering on the heat I don't know why don't there was any fans here to begin with, but somehow some people were drinking the Kool-Aid for a minute. But well, he's bifanual. He's he's, he's, yeah. uh, he's <laughs> a uh, oiler. He's like Kenny. Kenny's uh, bifanual for the for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, right? He'll wear That's a Penguins right. jersey over a Canucks jersey. So you know, I don't know, man. I'm wearing either an Abbotsford or a Vancouver jersey. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Oilers are. I grew up watching them. I was born in Edmonton, so you know. But then living out in Vancouver area all my life eventually I kind of got on the Canucks yeah. bandwagon too so I kind of flip and flop but you know it is what it is at the end of the day I'm just a big hockey fan more than anything and it's all really just a show anyway so yeah. you know you can't get too too heated or put too much uh 
too much of your heart into it because sooner or later you're just going to get disappointed. It'll break your heart, yeah. right? It's, and yeah. There's no point sitting around moping because your team lost. I tell you, it doesn't get you anywhere. So no, it's it's a it's a it's a, t- a tempered mistress for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, enjoy the game tonight, folks. 7 p.m. Abbotsford Center. If there's still tickets available, get out there and support the team. Uh, hey, thank you. Yeah, no Tyler, problem. Hopefully I can come on. back again soon because uh, this was a pretty enjoyable experience. And I just wanted to say, you know, I'm glad that I could be here because uh, it was a big thing for my buddy Orly, who obviously, you know, yeah. isn't around anymore. So I'm sure I, sure he would be happy to see me here. He was always asking me to come out and do this. So I'm glad yeah. I could do this. Yeah, no, you well, you did him justice, man. And yeah. it, it, for a little bit there, I'll be honest with you, feel it felt a little bit like I had Orly back yeah, having well, you here. And glad, uh, glad I could fill those uh, shoes. So, so yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, it really means no a lot. And uh, you know, your well, so. well, open invitation to come back. So, awesome. got folks. We have uh, next up is Chill Rose. Chill Rose on the night. Yeah, no, check out yeah. that Chill Rose. And uh, we're heading over to the hockey game. All right for uh, for my. Uh, my guest co-host Tyler Anderson, Taryn Minzane, Sam on the board, and the birthday boy Zachary Lundgren behind me. I'm Carl Lundgren, your host of Bush League. Signing off. This is Civil Radio 101.7 FM serving Abbotsford and the Fraser Valley, broadcasting from the traditional unceded Stolo territory. Peace out. Later.